listening to DolphinsTalk.com Daily, the most listened to daily Miami Dolphins podcast on the internet. Come on, Dolphins fans. Time to fins up. Miami Dolphins fans, how are you tonight? And thank you for listening to DolphinsTalk.com Daily on this Saturday, June the 19th. Happy Father's Day weekend all the fathers out there listening. Hope you have a great Sunday and Father's Day. I uh, want to thank everyone who is watching and listening to us over at FinHeaven.com. Everyone, be sure to go to FinHeaven.com for all your latest Miami Dolphins news. Um, and you can interact with fans on there message board, the largest Miami Dolphins message board on the internet. And also for everyone watching right now live on the I am a Miami, I am a Miami Dolphins fan Facebook page, the largest, I don't know if it's the largest, but it might be the largest Miami Dolphins fan Facebook page out there on the internet. And I want to welcome back my co-host, my brother from another mother, who's been away for about three or four months, who is, I think he was living in a van down by the river. Yep. Tom Ernesty is back. Tom, how are you? I'm good, Mike. Thanks for having me back on, obviously. And I'm glad to be here. Uh, it's been a it's been a long trying one, two, three, four, about four months, like you said. Uh just moving and everything. It, this is just my temporary space for right now. It's not even done yet. Got lamps in the background that aren't even put together. But you know, we needed to come on here tonight and we need to talk Xavier Howard because there's a lot going a on lot there. Going on. Yeah. Uh first though, I want to wish my old co-host for the Tailgate Talk Show, Patrick Sertan, happy birthday today. Today is Patrick Sertan's birthday. Pat. Uh Pat Sertan and Rodney Gatson and myself to the show couple of years back a lot of fun we did every uh thursday night so i want to wish pat sertan happy birthday and i also want to announce i spoke about this briefly on wednesday's show but i got a little more information so carlos hernandez from the i am a miami dolphins fan facebook page is also an artist and he has put together five pieces of artwork one of jerome baker one of jason taylor two of dan marino and I forget who the fifth one is off the top of my head. But these are outstanding pieces of artwork. And over the next five Wednesdays on my show with Ian on Wednesdays, um, we're going to give away one piece of artwork to awesome. those of uh, um, for those people who listen to the podcast, and especially for those who join us live when we record on Wednesday nights. So I will put the pictures of the artwork up on our website, dolphinstalk.com. And be on the lookout for that in the next few um, shows on Wednesday nights I do. But I'll put the pictures up here shortly because my computer just died. Um, so, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Let's see if I can get my computer back up before we start, Tom. All right. Because it's got the whole layout of the show, and without that, I'm kind of in trouble. All right. This is why we do these things live. We're folks. doing it live. That's why it's <laughs> Saturday night. Yeah. This is a late-night yeah. show here. All right, we're back, I think. All right, so Xavier Howard, we obviously know he held out a mini camp this past week. Not really a shock because, as he said at the end of the season, or he and his agent said, you know, they want more money. They're not happy with the new contract they signed 
what about 24 months ago or so, roughly? Roughly, uh, yeah. yeah. They want more money, Tom. And, you know, not a shock. All fans know that. I think, though, a few things happened. Number one, I think a lot of fans are under the impression that Xavier just wants a little bit more money. You give him a little bit more money, he'll be happy, and he'll stay, and he'll stop whining and complaining and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not sure that's the case because our friend Reason, who hosts the Finish Line podcast with Richmond Webb on our website, uncovered a video of Xavier Howard from January on a podcast I've never heard of. And this video has obviously been out there for six months. I don't know if any fans of the Miami Dolphins saw it until this morning, Saturday morning. And I'm going to read the quote because the quote is kind of, it gives a little insight into where Xavier Howard's head is. And the question he was asked was um, from January, year five, you're getting paid now, and some other guys are getting paid, and they drafted a guy at your position. Did that have any effect on your mindset? Xavier, and this is the quote. I'm going to read it because I have the quote verbatim. For sure it did. Um, You know, I had um, a big surgery coming off that big surgery. You know, the business side of it is got to bring something in that's reliable. And just in case my knee don't hold up, they got to have, they drafted a first round also. So I feel like that was a slap in the face, you know. I feel like that added fuel to my fire, you know. That made me go harder. But for the time... My mindset was like, bro, I'm going to get out of the mud. My back was against the wall. Every time I bet on myself, I do perform and do something well. So, you know, I really really wasn't tripping on it. Man, that added fuel to the fire. I did what I did each week in and week out, and I'm going to make them pay double. So the two lines from that whole quote, and that's how he said it. I'm not adding words. That's exactly how he said it was. He felt it was a slap in the face that they drafted Noah Igbunagini and that they paid Byron Jones and brought them in. So a slap in the face, and I'm going to make them pay double. Um, To me, those are words of a player who's willing to go to the mat and go to war with this organization to get every penny he can. I think – for a lot of fans, like I said, they were expecting, oh, just give him a little bit more money. I, to me, I take this now, seeing seeing the video, and the words come out of his mouth as a guy who wants to be the highest-paid cornerback in the league or no worse than the second-highest-paid cornerback in the league, let alone the second-highest-paid cornerback on his own team. So to me, that's how I read in this. I think, you know, I spoke with a couple people. I can't say who but one of them was a reporter who covers the team who told me today, you know, I can't say who it was, said, yeah, he's probably gone. I mean, the Miami Dolphins, this sounds like he wants not a little more money, a whole lot more money, and I don't think the Dolphins are going to do it. Tom, what are some of your thoughts here as we dive into this? Well, you know, first off, Xavier Howard is arguably the top corner in the NFL. That's without question, especially after last year. He is at the top of the the totem pole, so to speak, when it comes to NFL corners. One thing I will say is the Dolphins did the right thing by bringing in Byron Jones and by drafting Noah Igbenogany because 
they needed to make sure because Xavier Howard was coming off a major knee surgery, major, major, major. And they had no idea how he was going to respond from that surgery. Obviously we know how well he responded from it. So he says he felt like he was slapped in the face when they brought in Noah and Byron. Byron is part of the reason why he was so successful. They threw the ball to or towards Xavier Howard a lot more than they threw to Byron Jones. Now, did Byron Jones have a tremendous year based on what he's paid? No, absolutely not. He was not. But what the, he did provide was Xavier Howard more opportunities to be his, that on-ball defender in which he is. He is a ball hawk. He has been a ball hawk since he's coming to the NFL. I don't, I don't see a reason why the Dolphins shouldn't pay him because he is worth every penny that he could make, even if they give him an extra three, four, five million dollars a year. He's worth every penny of it. But and there's a big but here. Knee injuries, 2016, 20, uh, 2017. He was fairly healthy. If I I got it right here. So uh, as a rookie, he played in seven games. Second year, he played all 16. 2018, he played in 12. 2019, he played in five. 2020, he played all 16. In that 2018 season, he had seven interceptions in only 12 games. 12 games. So he he has always been a tremendous on-ball defender. And he is a cog and a vital piece to what Brian Flores wants to do on defense. Why do you think Brian Flores brings in cornerback after cornerback after cornerback? It is a cornerstone piece of his defense. Xavier Howard is the biggest piece to that defense and secondary, in my opinion. I don't want them to trade him, and I don't think what he said, based on what you what you read off, Mike. I don't think what he said is bad is bad enough where the team will trade him. They understand he wants more money. Xavier Howard understands he deserves more money. At some point, one of these sides are going to bend. And Xavier Howard hired a new agent for a reason. He felt that money is left on the table. He wants to get a guy that's going to get him more money, whether it's from Miami or whether it's from somewhere else. Hopefully it's not from somewhere else. You know, again, the Dolphins have always been known as the team to draft players and develop them and just say goodbye to them. Xavier Howard should not be one of those players. Yeah, a couple things here. I think what he said was it's a sign he wants all the money. And it's so tricky because – he didn't show up for minicamp. Once again, it's June. It's almost like who cares. But if he doesn't show up for training camp, um, that's a sign that you know it really he you know he's not looking just for like a little more money and some more. He's looking for the whole kit and caboodle. And then I think the Dolphins are really in a tough spot. And once again, no fan of the Dolphins wants him to go anywhere. Everyone wants him to stay have this lockdown secondary, which I think if he's, if he's on the field with Jones, you know, you got McCordy, Noah, Justin Coleman, 
Igbunagani, Igbuna, um, Nick Needham, um, and then at safety, I think they're actually going to be really good too with some youth there. And Jones, Rowe, Holland, I mean, they're loaded in the secondary. If Howard goes, they're still going to be good in the secondary, but it'd be a lot better with them there. So nobody wants them to go, but this really is up to Howard. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I think Miami will work with him a little. I think, you know, if they want to move some money around, give him a little bit of a raise, make him happy as a little reward for what he did last year, great. I'm sure they'd be willing to do that. But if Howard's going to go in there, guns blazing, like holding up the bank, I think the Miami Dolphins are going to say, see you later. Because the Miami Dolphins, when they gave him the extension, he was coming off a five-game season, major knee surgery. You know, yeah, last year he was arrested for domestic battery. Now, I know he wasn't suspended, and I know he didn't get – you know, charges. charges against them. But he was still arrested for domestic battery. Something happened. Whether it was serious, I don't know. But he was in jail, okay? He was in jail for a short amount of time. So they stood by him, and they paid him through all of that. And now it's like he's throwing a big middle finger up to them and saying, I don't care. And I get it. I don't care. But then you know what? He should sign one-year contracts. If he wants to do this every year, just sign one year. And he's not the first player to ask for a – Renegotiation. He might be one of the first players to ask for one so quickly after signing one. <laughs> that might be a new twist on this. But then just sign one-year deal because when I talked to Jeff Darlington back in March, first, second week of March, he said it on the podcast I did with him when he said, there's always going to be another guy who gets paid more after someone signs their deal. There's always going to be somebody who's next. There's yeah. always going to be somebody who's next. So Xavier Howard signs a deal on the Monday. There might be a guy on Wednesday who signs a bigger deal. Then there might be a guy a week later who signs a bigger There's always somebody who's next. You cannot keep going back for more. You know, you got to do the best you can when you do your, when you do your deal. And I think that's why it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Now, fans, it's some fans, as I've said on social media, they don't care. And I get it. They're fans. They want to see Xavier Howard play. They want to see Xavier Howard help them win games. And at the end of the day, it's all they care about. So they can say, pay them more. It ain't my money. I don't care. And I don't care about the salary cap. And I don't care about, you know, a cohesive locker room. Not my problem. I just want to see him play. And I get it. That's their fans. And that's how they see it on the surface level. To me, this is more three-dimensional chess in that, yeah, you can see it that way. But as an organization, this does have ripple effects has ripple effects throughout your locker room, has ripple effects on how you treat future guys on your team. Like I said, Jerome Baker just signed a deal, $28.4 million guaranteed, I believe, last weekend. Say he goes out this year, 130 tackles, 10 sacks, first-team Pro Bowl, first-team All-Pro. What, he can go back next year and say, hey, you did it with Xavier, do it with me. I don't care about my extension, I want more. And you just open a Pandora's box of you're the franchise that contracts me nothing. You're just going to pay every – and then if you don't do it with Baker, he's going to pout and be pissed. Well, they did it with Zavin. They wouldn't do it, and you're just going to have chaos. And once again, I have no earthly idea what the Dolphins would do. Tommy has no earthly idea what the Dolphins would do. We all want to see one outcome, Zavian Howard play week one. We all want to see Zavian Howard the first day of training camp in Miami at the new facility. Will we? If I had to put money on it now, today, June 19th, I probably put one dollar. No, he's probably going to hold out the start of minicamp, and he might miss the first couple games of the season because it sounds like he ain't happy. Yeah, uh, you know, I understand the precedent that could be set by 
uh, Xavier Howard and the Dolphins, if the Dolphins do oblige and give him something else. And, and Jerome Baker was a good example. In fact, is you know he signed a very lucrative contract, um, you know, last week, and you know he's going to be around for a while. And I don't think the Dolphins have to renegotiate an entire deal for him. And you and I have talked about this in, in private chats and in, in social media, even on, you know, just on the regular Twitter feed. Yeah. If they throw him an, an extra year on his deal and convert some of that, you know, money into fully guaranteed money, fully guaranteed money on NFL contracts is That's really all that matters. money. That's all that matters. all that matters on those contracts. So if Xavier Howard is looking for the guaranteed side of it, I think the Dolphins can convert that money into guaranteed money and you know obviously they dolphins as a team if he doesn't perform to the level because this is a two-way street Xavier Howard can say I want more money because I'm playing really well well the dolphins on the flip side is you're playing like crap you don't deserve the money we're going to cut you which means you don't get your money so it's a two-way street so Xavier Howard has you know, based on that video, obviously he's a driven individual. He knows what he wants to get. He wants more money. He's going to play hard for it. He played really hard last year. In my opinion, he should have been defensive player of the year. Yeah. He overachieved Stefan Gilmore's year prior, and Stefan Gilmore won defensive player of the year, but they gave it to Aaron Donald. But that's neither here or there. Damon Howard's a first team all pro. He was the top cornerback in the NFL, uh, and he helped the Dolphins. You know, there were a lot of key pieces to that defense last year, but he was one of the guys that helped that defense get to that top five level for a majority of the season. Losing him and putting all that, all your chips on the table to say Noah Igmanogany at the age of 20 years old, and remember – he came in the NFL, I think he was 19 when he was drafted. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's like the so youngest player in the league. 20, he's, he was. He's 20 years old. And now you're going to put Noah Igmanogany across from Stefan Diggs. You're going to put him across the field from um, uh, Corey Davis from the Jets. You're I actually – I kind of think it wouldn't be Noah at first. They'd probably start off with McCourty just because he has a lot more experience. And um, that was also an interesting, yeah. But that was also an interesting signing because they did sign Justin Coleman. They have Nick Needham. They have Noah. Like the McCordy signing seemed like, like was it really needed? But maybe they knew this was coming. Maybe they knew this war was going to happen. It's going to bleed over. You know, mini camp once again. Who cares? It's going to bleed over into August into September. That McCordy signing makes a little bit more sense now. Um, because it really wasn't needed by any means, especially because of his age and all that stuff. It was curious at the time, but after, you know, we get more and more drips and drabs of this stuff with Howard and what's coming out, it makes a little bit more sense now, I think. And I don't know if I said this at the top. I want to be, I want to make sure I say it now because I'm not sure. I can't remember. This video, Howard, was from January. It's not recent. It's from January. But uh, um, so I just want to make that clear because I can't remember if I said that at the top. But um. Yeah, it could be McCordy at first, but once again, Noah Igbunagani was a first-round draft pick. Whether he should have been or not, Chris Greer made him a first-round draft pick. Yeah, there's expectations on him. So if he has to play significant time this year or maybe 
have to become a starter? Well, he's a first-round pick. I mean, he's going to have to do something. I mean, he, now he's going to sit the bench for four years because we got Jones and Howard. So if this Howard thing does carry over, there's no more excuses here for no Iguodagan. He had last year. I get it. It was a rough year for everybody. No training camp, no mini camp, blah, blah, blah. Now it's year two. You know, expectations are there with him. Uh, first-round pick. Yeah, um, I, yeah, thanks for posting that. Hey, Nizzle, I just moved in, so <laughs> give me time. <laughs> give me time, okay? This is a temporary space. I mean, my basement's not even finished yet. But anyway, um, yeah, Noah Ibanagini has to take a leap, just like Tua Tagovailoa has to take a leap. These guys are going into year two. They have a full offseason. They are going to have preseason games, which they didn't have the luxury of last year. So there is many opportunities for really everybody. But when we're focusing on the defense, knowing Benogany needs to take that leap because if Xavier Howard is not going to show up, knowing Benogany needs to win his job. He needs to win that spot because we can't have a first-round draft pick when the Dolphins had – a plethora of, yeah, I'm going to say it, running backs available. They passed on all of those guys, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, so on and so forth, for Noah. And the fact that Noah couldn't really see the field a lot last year, and when he did see the field, he did he did okay against Jacksonville. He had a actually pretty solid game against the Jaguars. But he was caught with his, you know, <laughs> he – Stefan Diggs undressed him in week two last year. Yeah, he was in witness protection program most of the yeah, year because he, he, they didn't trust him at all. He got undressed by Stefan Diggs. So he needs to improve. And if he can't improve, the Dolphins may be forced to pay Xavier Howard if they don't like the, what they see out of the corners that's not named Xavier Howard. So it's something to keep our eyes on, especially in training camp if Xavier's not here. Obviously, the reporters are going to keep their eyes on where Xavier Howard would be and how those corners are doing against the Dolphins wide receivers. So we'll see. And the Dolphins got wide receivers now who can really test these corners in practice. Oh. Last year they didn't. Now they got some big-time wide receivers with some speed, some size. They got uh, – that's going to be probably the most competitive position in training camp outside offensive line, those two, um, because there's only so many spots and Miami Dolphins have a glutton of people. So these wide receivers are really going to – be able to challenge, push, and uh, test these Miami Dolphins cornerbacks here come August uh, in training camp. One other thing I want to sort of spot, uh, well, there's a few things, but one thing here just sort of put a, to sort of wrap up this part of the show. You know, I see on social media a lot of fans are now saying, you know, he's not a Flores guy. He's not a team first guy. He's selfish. And fans really, you really got to get over that. Uh, I put up a long thread for those who follow me on Twitter on Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning, whatever. Um, NFL players do not have to live, die, and bleed for the team they play for. No. NFL players, when you look at a roster, you have a collection of 53 independent contractors who are in business for themselves. And I don't care what their why is, what their motivation is for showing up, playing hard, and performing. It, some some players, they want to get that ring. They need to be a champion. They want to prove they're on a team that's the best of the best. That's great. 
Some players, though, there's a lot of money. They just want to make as much money as they can because they know they have a small window because they're playing, you know, as you get older, as we all know in real life, you get a little slower, things slow down, injuries, all that stuff. So they want to make is they don't want to leave a penny on the table. They want to, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Every player should, I think, should should have that mindset to some degree. And some players just want, you know, they want to prove to the world they're one like the greatest. They want to go to the Hall of Fame. Fans have to start to realize it doesn't matter what motivates a player. So if a player is strictly motivated by money, that doesn't make him selfish. That you know, that doesn't make him me first. I don't care why he's showing up to the facility. In August, why he's lifting weights all offseason, why he's putting in extra work in the film room to be the best player he can be. So it's unfair to call players, I think, selfish, me first, this, that, because every player has a different motivation. And Brian Flores, you know, he gets rid of players who don't fit the system or might be a cancer. What Xavier Howard is doing is not that, in my opinion. Xavier Howard wants more money. Now, you could say, they just paid him. He shouldn't be doing this. Okay. And that will work itself out. Maybe they do move on from him at some point. But I can't knock Xavier Howard for trying to get more money. Um, the way he is sort of going about it, you can question. You know, if he showed up for minicamp, even if he didn't participate and goes, guys, I'm here. I'm not going to participate. But really, come August, you know, I won't be here. You know, okay, maybe he should have done that. I don't know. Is it that big a deal in June? No. But, um, you know, this whole thing that the Miami Dolphins locker room is this happy-go-lucky place where Brian Flores has, you know, they're all holding hands and singing, and, oh, we're all friends, and we love each other. The Miami Dolphins locker room is typical of any other NFL locker room, folks. And you got players who are in business for themselves, players who are in business for this, that, and it's okay. That's not a bad thing. So I think fans really got to get past this, you know, me first, not a team guy. It's That's not what this league is built on. Tom and me have had the opportunity, you know, to meet some players. Uh, I've We both have interviewed players on this podcast over the many years. You know, we've had a peek behind the velvet rope, sort of see how the sausage made in the NFL. And I think fans would be really surprised. Um, you know, it's not what you think. Fans care more about the wins and losses than the players do. They really do at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, when, when the team loses, you know, yeah, it stings, you know, the the egos of the players because it's just that's just most of them, that's how they are. But on those charter flights back home, they're not. It's a job. Punch in, punch out. It's their job. It's job. They punch in, punch out like everybody else, but they get paid a hell of a lot more money than all of us. Absolutely. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, again, the Dolphins have to know their worth with Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard knows his worth. Do the Dolphins feel he is worth their worth? And the, we know the Dolphins draw lines in the sands with contract negotiations, things like that. They stick to a number. If it's their number here, Xavier Howard's number is here, that gap doesn't get closed with the way that they're running things right now. But like I just said, they see in the preseason games, if they see in training camp, and even the scrimmages that are going to take place this summer, if it if it doesn't look pretty, they're going to be going to Xavier Howard and saying, "All right, we need you back. We're not." Oh, absolutely. Hey, it's all about supply and demand. That's right. And this is this is far from over. 
Xavier Howard hasn't reported yet, but the day that Xavier Howard does show up, they're at that point that because he did show up, it's either A, he doesn't want to be fined because it's under the new CBA that was signed a couple years ago, is pretty significant for missing training camp. So maybe he doesn't want to give up the cash. So well, technically he he's up. already what, like ninety three thousand in the hole just for mini camp or something. If, that's if the Dolphins if if, if they want to enforce it. Yeah. Right. If they enforce it, then we're going to have a little bit of a. If they enforce it, then he's gone. Yeah, one hundred percent. If so they enforce it, he's see gone. how this plays out. If if they do not find him, I'm sure that they, at the end of the day, that they're they're going to sort it out. So if he shows up, he's at training camp. This is all going to play out for 2021, and then in 2022, Xavier Howard might be gone. Yep. All right, Tom. Oh, go ahead. One last thing. Yeah. If he doesn't show up and training camp goes all the way through, and he just takes this holdout all the way into the regular season, he's as good as gone. Yeah. And I think he'll be gone before the trade deadline of the NFL season, uh, which I think is like week six or seven. It's usually late October, but they might have moved it back, so I'm not sure. Because I know the rules last year changed because of everything with the virus, but I'm not sure for 2021 if they're going to – it usually was like mid-October, then they moved to the end of October. I think last year might even been November. I don't know. We'll check, but um, because I'm not sure where it is this year, honestly. But Tom, it's that time in the show, yeah, our favorite great. time in the show, where we talk about our friends at Manscaped. And summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation, fourth generation performance package, which includes a lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Compliment your dad bod or six-pack with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for the hot guy summer with 20% off and free shipping by going to Manscaped and using the promo code Dolphins Talk. That's right. Go to Manscaped. Use the promo code Dolphins Talk. Get 20% off your order and also get free shipping. The trimmer is waterproof in the shower or in the wild. And from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball throw, the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. <laughs> Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. The Weed Whacker. Is the Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. The nose and ear hair trimmer provides propriety skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, sags, and tugs in those delicate holes. So everyone go to manscaped.com, use the promo code Dolphins Talk, save 20% and get free shipping. And Tom, tomorrow's Father's Day. If you're lucky, you might be getting some manscape from your wife or your daughter. Uh, hopefully not from my daughter. Well, not from your daughter. It'd be a little guess, weird. It'd be a little weird. A little weird. Uh, but the fact that that ad, I have to say this, the fact that that ad just took a solid line from the movie Step Brothers, from the chest pubes down to the ball throw. I mean, that's just that's just top notch. Right These are Harvard educated people at Manscaped writing the stuff. I'm telling you, they they never let us down. Never. And uh, everyone, go to manscaped.com promo code Dolphins Talk twenty percent and get free shipping because Manscaped's the best. Now, Tom, let's uh, let's play a little 
let's have some fun. Right. Although I don't know if it's fun to talk. Let's assume this Xavier Howard thing goes as bad as bad can go. It just goes off the rails. Miami Dolphins are saying, screw you. Howard's saying, screw you more. And they have to trade him. Okay. First question, what do you think the compensation would be? Let's start there. What do you think the compensation would be? Now, you got to factor a few things in here. One, everyone knows Miami has to move on from him because they don't want to pay him. So that hurts the Dolphins leverage-wise. Has a history of knee issues. Had an off-the-field issue that wasn't pretty, but nothing came from it. But it's going to be a factor. Teams will use it against Miami. You know that. Um, and any team that trades for him knows they got to give him a raise because he ain't going to come play for the same contract. He's going to come, and he's going to want more money. So, Tom, what do you think compensation Miami could be looking um, in return? Well, it, obviously, for me, it has to start with a first. Um, I think based off of the trade value that Jalen Ramsey had in his deal with the Rams, I think that was a, what, two firsts and a second for yeah. Jalen Ramsey? It has to be at minimum a first and a second. And now I understand Xavier Howard's got the knee injuries, so I don't want to say he should get – the Dolphins should get as much as what the Jaguars got for Jalen Ramsey – but the Dolphins need to get a first-round pick back. Outside of that, if it's a second, a third, it doesn't make any sense to trade him because you're not going to get that value back potentially out of one of those two other draft picks. However, as a flip side, <clears throat> if you have a team that's on the rise, potentially like, you know, say Jacksonville. Well, I got six teams here that I think are perfect landing spots for him who could be in the mix. All right, I'm going to give you I'll, – I'll give you – You give me Jacksonville because I don't have them on my list, so you yeah. can go so with Jacksonville. I'm going to give you Jacksonville. I think that's a spot for him. Um, I'm going to say uh, – I'm just running through my head right now. So I'm thinking contenders that actually have cap space. I'm going to say the 49ers would be a spot. I don't have them, but okay. Um, granted, they don't have much to trade us because we have – Let me give you my list. Let me give you I my think, list. Yeah, let me hear your list. I got uh, six, five of them. I guess you would consider contenders for a playoff spot or more or Super Bowl. And one of them is not. And I'll give you the one who's not right off the bat just because he's from the area and he'd probably like to go home. That's Houston. Houston is not far from where he went to college, not far from where he's from. Houston's home for him. Houston is in a rebuild. They got cap space. I'm not sure they want to part with picks. That's the problem. So I don't know what you're going to get in return. Listen, we've already lived off the fruits. I know. But I think Houston, just because that's home for him, you know, every once again, if he's not, it's clear. I mean, to me, it's clear as day. He's not motivated by winning. He, he wants to get money and respect. He wants to be, you know, the highest paid or second highest paid quarterback in the league, get his money. And so to him, heading to Houston, you know, it's not going to be a crushing blow because that's home for him. And if they lose, I'm not sure he's going to lose sleep at night over that. Like some fans think he would. So Houston's number one. Second team I got is the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns are really, you know, they're probably second or third best team in the AFC. Up there, Chiefs, Bills, maybe next level is like the Browns are right there. They would beat the Chiefs in the playoffs last year in Kansas City. Could he be the final piece to put them over the top? You might. I mean, he'd make their secondary a lot better. So I got Cleveland. The next one, I got Green Bay. Once again, I don't know what's going on with Rodgers. Let's assume that all works itself out. They're really close to being a Super Bowl team. You know, they're they're in the NFC Championship game. 
could Howard put them over the top? Might piss off Aaron Rodgers that it's not a wide receiver, but you have to live with it. <laughs> um, so Green Bay. Next one is Pittsburgh. They're making a final run here with Big Ben. And, you know, if you're going to make a final run with me, better load up with superstars. And Xavier kind of fits that bill. Plus, we have a little working history here trading a secondary player to Pittsburgh. So they might uh, that might work. The last two are just teams that are good. One's I think is very good. They always like to add players like this. That is the Seattle Seahawks who are will never shy away from a disgruntled player by any means. They almost thrive off adding those guys. And the last one is the Cowboys, who just need any help on defense in the worst way. So those are the six teams I came up with, Tom. Okay. I'm um, just jotting down my final ones here. So, yeah, I had Jacksonville, San Francisco. Um, Seattle is actually another team I had written down. Um, you, you know, Like you said, they're not shy about pulling deals. Oh, they love it. Uh, they love they don't it. Have first round draft picks either. So that's true. That's the problem with San Fran and Seattle. They don't have much to move back in return. I mean, they have picks around two, obviously, but are they going to want to go into a draft with no picks around one, no picks around two? That's tough. Yes, very. Um, I got Dallas. Dallas, I think, would be on the list. They stink at corner, they, they're <laughs> terrible on defense in general. Yes. So, you know, there, there is a strong possibility um, Dallas would be in the mix. I've got another team named the Tennessee Titans. I think what do they have left to trade, though, after the thing with Jones? Uh, See, know. here's why I'm at with this. You know, again, they always, you could always get a player back in oh, absolutely. Turn as an offset. If one of these teams um, had a running back, it would be nice. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's part of the reason why I have Jacksonville on the list. If if the Dolphins want to send him somewhere and get something back, I mean, Urban Meyer tossed James Robinson to the curb. Well, I don't know because um, from everything I've read since the draft, they didn't want ETN first. They wanted the kid from Florida, um, and they're working ETN a wide receiver a ton. I think they're going to use ETN more as a slot wide receiver than a true running back. So I don't know about that. I I think they want. Both on the field at the same time, it sounds All like. Right. Robinson. Let's let's, sh- let's save Travis Etienne from Urban Meyer, and let's get Travis Etienne to play running back. And from uh, and, and from some reports, he was the guy. If Phillips wasn't there, he was the guy they wanted over Najee Harris. Miami was actually Travis Etienne. So I mean, that was out there, and that I totally believe that's true. Um, it was out there from a few reputable publications as well. So. ETN, I don't, I mean, I, look, I don't, Jacksonville's got a great quarterback and they're going to win games moving forward. Maybe not this year so much, but after that, but, you know, I don't know what the hell they're doing with the rest of that team. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do think Cleveland or Pittsburgh might be two teams who, you know, probably right now don't care too much about draft picks, um, would be willing to part with them. I don't know if Miami's getting back a first and a second. I think that's too much. Ramsey's younger, he's healthy. With this, you not only have to give up the picks, and you got to pay them more. It, it, it's a lot to take on Xavier right now for any team. I think you could get just the one. And if a team offered Miami like a second and a fourth or a second and a third, you know, if you're the Dolphins in the situate, once again, this is hypothetical, folks. We're not saying Miami should trade Howard. We're saying if it gets really ugly and this is in the situation they're facing, um, 
you know, a second and a third or a second and a fourth might be the best they can get. I don't know. Yeah. yeah we'll find out. You know, it's a crappy situation to be in. Let's hope they don't the, – that they're not in it. That's right. – let's just hope it doesn't get that bad. Right. Uh, you know, that, and we can't – the Dolphins can't have that happen, you know, because Xavier Howard talks to other, other players in the league. Yeah. You know, word of mouth is usually the best business – uh, that teams can have is, you know, great experience. It just didn't work out. You know, Xavier Howard's going to say, these MFers didn't pay me and this and that. Don't go there. Flores is a jerk. You're like a Kyle Vannoy saying that. <laughs> yeah, like a Kyle Vannoy, you know, whatever. You know, I, I hope someone lights his ass up in week one anyways. Um, but, yeah, you know, we don't know where this thing is going to play out. It, it's within the next 36 days or so. We'll know. We'll know how bad this is going to get for the Miami Dolphins. I'm not going to say it's going to get bad for Xavier Howard because one way or another, he's going to get his money uh, unless he should, unless he doesn't show up. But he wins if he gets traded somewhere else because another team is going to give him a new contract, or the Miami Dolphins is going to bend and they're going to give him a little more, you know, some guaranteed money to make him happy. That's really what it boils down to. Here's what it comes down to: Xavier Howard. Does he not? Want to go down that slide at the new training facility? Seriously, uh, seriously, the slide looks like a bunch of fun. I mean, maybe, come on, that's Stephen Ross just did it. Steve, it I mean, great. everyone's gonna want to go down the slide. Uh, I mean, come on, Steve, you want to go down the slide? Stay in Miami, you know, show up, try to work this out, and uh, hopefully they can. I want to go down the slide. I will say this: the first time I like when I uh, saw the slide. I was thinking, who's going to be the first guy to get hurt going down the slide? And like within 24 hours, that slide's taken out. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you can get hurt, but it does sound to be horsing around, go down head first, jam their shoulder, and that slides out within 24 hours. <laughs> you know, and I was confused when I first saw it, but after I thought about it, I was like, guys don't have to use their feet or their knees to get down to the field level of that of that place. They can just go down the slide that's less wear and tear. I mean, I guarantee sense. this too. I mean, once again, I have no idea. I'm just totally speculating. No idea. You know, they're going to say, you know, if you're at the weight we want you to be at, you can take the slide. If you're not at the weight we want you to be at, you're taking the damn stairs until you're at the weight we want you to be at. You're not allowed to, you're not allowed to skip out on those stairs. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see how this plays out. But I figure it was worth doing a show talking about because that video surfaced today. Once again, from January, not a lot of people, I think, I mean, it just once again proves there's so many freaking podcasts out there. Nobody can keep track of any of them because this has been out there for six months. And until, like I said, it kind of came um, to light today because of our friend Reason, uh, who does the Finish Line podcast for us. Um, I don't think anybody saw it, really knew about it. I had people, you know, people, names people would know reaching out to me saying, where did this come from? <laughs> I'm like, I had to explain it to him. Um, so, yeah, that Xavier Howard video is interesting. Let's, let's hopefully everyone brings the temperature down, comes to comes to their senses, and uh, they work this out because no one wants to see Xavier Howard not on the field for the Dolphins. Everyone wants to see Xavier Howard on the field for the Dolphins. And, uh, yeah, let's hope for the best. Now, as we wrap up here, Tom, I don't want to say the game yet because it's a little early Never. still. But Tom and myself have already booked our trip to South Florida this year for a game. And we will be back in South Florida for a game. 
And I don't know if we're going to do like a fan event. I don't know if there's enough interest in something like that. If, you know, people might be interested in meeting up with us for a drink or something. Um, if you are, send me a message, whether on Twitter or via email at dolphinstalk1977 at gmail.com. We'll see. But um, I know without saying which game it is, it's kind of tough. But um, we'll we might it in advance. We'll, we'll announce it probably in a few weeks. I just don't want to announce it yet. Um, until some things are more finalized with a few things that are kind of up in the air. Um, but, yeah, Tom, I'm excited to go back down there to Hard Rock Stadium for a game. Yeah, I'm excited, too. It's been a few years. Obviously, the last time we were there was for the debacle of the 2019 season. I mean, we did get to see Adam Gase get his butt handed to him. And so, uh, Brian Flores' and, first win. Yeah, and Manish Mehta lighting him oh, up. I love Manish. Press. Yeah, uh, it was great. Uh, but, no, we're really excited to get back there. It's always fun to head down to South Florida to, to catch a game. And, uh, we'll be down there for a few days for this trip, yeah. too. We're, it's not going to be, be like a quick – for a few days for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll we'll enjoy it. You know, hopefully the Dolphins win. Obviously, that's the most important part of the trip because if not, that flight home is sucks. Sucks, and you're always questioning, what the hell did they do wrong? Why did they do this? Why did they do that? Instead of uh, just enjoying the win. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna be out and about. Um, I got some ideas. We're gonna do uh, I don't know about live program, but we're gonna be shooting some things um, at some sites, maybe quick little bits, short things outside, and. Uh, Maybe if if enough people are interested, we'll do like a not meet and greet. I don't even want to call it that. It's kind of pretentious. Um, some sort of meetup somewhere, maybe for drinks or something, and uh, interact with some of the fans. Because I know a lot of you guys out there always offer, you know, Mike, I'll buy you a beer next time here. Well, I'll, we're gonna be there, so you can get me drunk. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe we'll do some. It's a long way. It's, look, it's only June nineteenth. We still got a long way to go. We'll announce it soon, but that's all for tonight's show. Everyone, be sure to follow Tom on Twitter at Dolphins Talk Tom. Follow myself at Dolphins Talk. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube page. Go to YouTube, search DolphinsTalk.com, find our page. And when you watch the videos, Tom, they got to smash that like button. Absolutely. Smash the like button on all our videos. Tell your friends. Yeah, share it. Let's keep growing uh, this thing. Keep growing this thing. Um, We got – a bunch of new stuff coming with the season. I'm t- I, you know, stuff. I mean, it's June. The next, you know, six weeks are going to kind of suck. It's slow. Not, you know, OTAs are over, mini camps are over. It's going to be slow. But once like, August hits and they're in camp and they got preseason game, I mean, we have so much stuff coming to the site for this season. I, I can't even begin to share. It's going to be unbelievable. So be sure to keep checking out the website, DolphinsTalk.com. The voice of the fans, I know we haven't done a lot of them late. I actually did record one with Josh. Josh wanted me to do one, so I don't know when it's going to drop. Probably soon, so I'll do that. But uh, Josh has a few names he's going to be reaching out to. Tom, myself, and Ian are going to be doing. We're going to – everyone who sort of sent us a request to want to be on that, the next six weeks we are going to get to. This is going to be our summer programming when things are slow, so – for all of you who reached out, I said we'll get to you. We will get to you, I promise. Um, any questions or anything, you can always reach out to me at dolphinstalk1977 at gmail.com. And I'm not sure if me and Ian are doing a show this week. We might. But uh, check out our interview with Clay Ferraro of WPLG from this past Wednesday. Good interview with Clay. 
Uh, yeah. Spoke about a lot of topics, um, including social media and how it's like the downfall of society. <laughs> um, so everyone, have a great Father's Day. Enjoy. If you're watching this live Saturday night, have a great rest of your Saturday night. As it looks like Milwaukee and Brooklyn, and I'm not an NBA fan, I'll have to watch the, fight, the end of this game. is uh, seven minutes left in the third. Milwaukee's up three. Um, so for those of you watching on Saturday night, turn this off and go watch that probably. And for those of you listening on Sunday, have a great Sunday and great Father's Day. And we'll talk to you again after a while. Ends up. Thank you for listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast. Be sure to visit DolphinsTalk.com every day for all of your latest Miami Dolphins news.